Hi, I'm Matt with Azimuth, and this is another episode of VeteranCast. The mission of VeteranCast is to educate, inform, and improve the lives of veterans in our community. This is a podcast hosted and produced by veterans in order to serve our sisters and brothers. Hey, welcome back to another episode of VeteranCast. I'm Matt Hall with Azmuth, uh, as well as a couple other things. I'm filling in today for Blaine with Circle City Vets. He is uh, off sleeping and taking naps somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, sleeping it off? Sleeping it off, maybe. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just didn't want to do a Navy show. That's what it was. I am surrounded, but that's the way I like it. It's okay. Uh, but welcome back, everybody. Yeah, and we have, uh, this is Doug Carr in, in the house, and... Adam Small. Yeah. And, and Jeff McEwen with Navy Club. And Jeff is our guest today of Navy Club. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. And yeah, thanks, for, thanks for being here. Uh, I think I am going to start off with the questions. I got notes from Blaine. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Great. He, uh, he sent them through smoke signals. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he knew Doug wasn't going to be prepared. Right. It was. <laughs> so he, he, he got them to me, so I'm leading off. Jeff, with who are you and where are you from? Okay. Um, well, Jeff McEwen is the name. I'm originally from this area. I grew up in Noblesville. And then after a couple years of majoring in things that you don't get grades for in college, mostly here, fraternity here. life, here, here. <laughs> I uh, took the option to go let Uncle Sam pay for college. So I did my time in the Navy between my sophomore and junior years at Purdue. So I did four years, uh, was in a dispersing clerk role, did payroll and finance, and kind of liked it so I came back went to Cranert and got an accounting degree so I started working in that area but kind of like we talked about off air earlier I really walked away from the military I just didn't really have a connection and I didn't know I had any VA benefits that was the other thing that I've oh, wow. come to learn later too so I really walked away from that and then uh, just through the course of time got involved with the Legion and then they plugged me into the VA and then we moved down to Indianapolis just three years ago and I happened to just stumble into the Fort Harrison Veterans Center on the night of a Navy Club meeting and never heard a Navy Club before like so many others and walked in and they were very warm and welcoming and said hey come join us and so I got involved so that was two years ago two years ago so yeah so that was fresh off of the uh, Army Navy game for <laughs> Navy. <laughs> come on Navy lost it's to Army early. you, you blew it. that's way too early <laughs> I had to get I've been waiting for that all week uh, <laughs> so You've been waiting 16 years, actually. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. Out of boy. Out of boy. So, Jeff, now when when were you in? What what years were you in? 90 to 94. 90 to 94. So that is that is still the Desert Storm era. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a, a big issue in Indy where a lot of actually probably nationally where a lot of the Desert Storm veterans don't understand the veterans that the veterans benefits that they get or that they're that are allotted to them. So you're right in the heart of that. Yeah, yeah, and I was in that boat. It really, I mean, now, as you point out, there's so many that don't, and now I just look back and I think, man, I wish I'd known earlier, especially on the VA side. Turns out I actually had a service-connected disability and didn't know it for a long time and, and got in the system, and so now very thankful. That, and they couldn't backdate it either, did, did they? No, they backdated it to the day you, you register, the day yeah. you get into the system. I didn't realize that either, so the first time I got a check, it was for like 1200 bucks, and I thought, 
wow, you know, this went all the way back. And then you know, I realized, no, it was only just back to when I filed. And right. so actually the benefit was more than I expected. So even if you go through, if you would have filed back in 94 and not done anything and come back and found there was a service connected disability, would that have gone all the way, that payment would have gone all the way back then? I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that works. That's a good guess. Yeah. You, yeah. So if you're, if you're out there and you're looking at this, you might even want to go in and file an intent to file yeah, just, just to get the paperwork in. Yep. Yep. And I really encourage everybody I talk to the same thing. And mm. get out there and get in to see your, your county officer and, and get in there. The paperwork is a nightmare. <laughs> it is. So let somebody help you with but it. When, once you get it in, it's in. Yeah. It's done. I've known the VSO guy here in Indy for like a year now, and I still haven't put my paperwork in. Oh. <laughs> you have put your paperwork in. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't completed it. So your VSO mm. was not up to snuff, <laughs> yeah. and he needs to get off his butt and get going. <laughs> But I'm here doing this right now, so I can't do it right now. <laughs> Switch hats. Yeah, but I'll get on it. Uh, that's another thing that I do here in, in Indianapolis. Uh, not very well, by the way. No, that's not true. Uh, but uh, so you were in, in 94. Were you on ship? Were you on, on shore? Were, would... Yeah, so coming out of my A school, I had, uh, did, did well, got my pick of orders, and I was told I didn't know what the pre-comm unit was, but I was told I wanted to be on a pre-comm unit, pre-commissioning ship. Nice. So I got on a brand new Aegis cruiser being oh. built down in Mississippi. Uh, so I really kind of bounced around from school to school for a while, and then I went down to Mississippi. Uh, uh, beautiful people, uh, gorgeous state, uh, no economy. Mm, <laughs> poor yeah. people down there. But so uh, we got out of Pascagoula, went over to our permanent duty station in Mayport. So I was on an uh, Aegis cruiser, CG-66, USS Way City, okay. which was actually pretty cool uh, because you know, most of these ships get named after Civil War battles and Revolutionary War battles. Well, this was the first ship, as far as I know, maybe still the only ship named after Vietnam War battle. So a lot of the vets from Way City were still alive. Oh. And we had a lot of Marine vets come back. Uh, in fact, General Cheatham's wife was our sponsor for the ship. So that was pretty neat to have those guys come back. Fact, if I can tell it, there's Please. a fantastic story. Yeah. They had the... Uh, the American flag that was raised over the citadel in Way after the Marines took the city, that had been kept in the military. And so when they commissioned the ship, they had that American flag that they raised on the ship. And that was cool, and everybody really got into it. During the process somewhere, I wasn't present when it happened, but during the, the commissioning, some veteran came up to the, the generals and, and admirals in charge of this thing and presented them with a flag he'd been keeping since then. He had the NVA flag that had come down and he presented it to them, wow. and that ended up getting framed, and they sit on opposite walls of the wardroom facing each other. So That's incredible. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty neat story. So, that is epic. That, that, <laughs> amazing that is, piece of history there, right? Yeah. yeah. So we got a chance to meet a lot of those guys, and, and many of them are still around, which is neat. Yeah. See those guys, they'll see my hat sometimes, and they're like, Way City, wait, wait a minute, what? Yeah. So they don't even know there's a ship named after their battle. Incredible. So I spent most of my time there, and then... Uh, Another kind of strange twist of events, the night before we deployed for Desert Storm, it was really the tail end of the war, um, but the night before, another ship in our battle group had a dispersing clerk get pulled off for medical reasons. And so I was a junior clerk on my ship, but had done well enough that they thought I could do it alone. So they sent me over their independent duty on this uh, Nicholas, the USS Nicholas frigate. And so I did what was supposed to be a one month over there and they'll send a relief. Well. You can imagine in the midst of everything going on, right, the last thing they thought about was this little DK-3 who's sitting on a ship needing help. You don't get lied to in the military. <laughs> so I ended up doing the entire deployment <laughs> on the Nicholas. Uh, but so we were actually over there, and, and our little piece to the war contribution, we didn't do much. We boarded some ships uh, looking for contraband and stuff. But 
Uh, we were the ship that launched the Tomahawks in retaliation for the attempted assassination on Bush. So if you remember, he went over oh, yeah. there late. Yeah. Right. There was, so we launched a couple Tomahawks into the into country, and so that was our contribution to the war. That's awesome. <laughs> it's a heck of a contribution. So. <laughs> a couple Tomahawks. So, so did you fly over there and join the ship, or did no, you take I, the ship? No, I flew up to Charleston the night okay. before the deployment. I mean, literally, they're like, you know, you're getting ready to go out, and they're like, yeah, pack so your stuff. You're going. That, was, that was a gas turbine? Uh, yeah, the Nicholas. So how yeah. how 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 long? I want to hear how long it took you to get there. Uh, uh, I, you know, <laughs> Do you I don't remember? remember exactly. Well, I can tell you this: it took longer than it should have because I, at the time we went, they called it the storm of the century. Now yeah. I suppose I hear that all the time, but not long ago I had a friend Google it, and it's still referred to as the storm. So yeah. this is, well, I guess we have to look in March maybe of yeah. or January of ninety two or three. I don't even yeah. remember what we yeah. went, but. Look up Storm of the Century. That's where we went. So on the way over, we it was a tough crossing. We yeah. were rocking and rolling like we talked about beforehand. One of the ships in the battle group actually cracked its hull, apparently crossing over the crest yeah. of the wave. So they pulled into the Azores, and they were out. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Because yeah. I, I just I want to say 10 days. Does yeah, that sound? Yeah, that's, that sounds like it. Because yeah, we were like three weeks, you know, okay. I was on this. You know, LST was large, slow turd was all the one level, <laughs> you know, and it was diesel engine. And so, but those ages, so they were brand new at the time and they were flying. Well, that, that's yeah. the Aegis cruiser. I, yeah. I'd moved the night before. Oh, that's I went right. You were on a frigate. Old frigate. Well, still, still a frigate. So you're, so, you're still there too. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yep. How about that? We're, you, we're going across so the same time. You guys uh, just spoke Chinese to me. <laughs> uh, okay frigates and lsts and oh, fr frigates the primary purpose of a frigate is uh, i'm gonna say maybe anti-submarine yeah warfare something like that i was gonna say to be sunk first like a destroyer is to destroy submarines okay i think maybe that's frigate it. is I, i'm that's a good question I maybe it is to find them or so I'm gonna have to the, look. the cruiser where I spent most of my time. Yeah. That one I know. Yeah, so the cruiser yeah. really was to be the central command of the battle group. Right. So right. with the Aegis radars that we had, we could keep eyes on anything and everything all the time, and yeah. uh, all kinds of weapons on board, and pretty pretty cool. I'm really the, surprised they're decommissioning them, from what I'm hearing. A and, ton, and, yeah. And an LST basically it was just a troop carrier. So mm -hmm. it it was really funky looking. It had derrick arms on the front with a bow ramp. And a stern, uh, the stern, the stern was, um, what do they call them in the Marine Corps? The amphibious assault vehicles would come right. up, you know, so we could take those on. We could basically sink a little bit and they'd come on. And it was, it was, you know, I think two, four diesel, maybe four diesel engines. So we could do like 12 knots max. <laughs> so moving. Yeah. Yeah. So choka 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 choka. Giving her all she's got, huh? Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> it. So, and so these frigates and you know cruisers, destroyers would just literally just fly by <laughs> us, you know, or carriers, you know, yeah. carriers are they some of the fastest too. Carriers can outpace some of their some of the ships in their group, mm -hmm. which is pretty insane. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, cool. So it, now that we have the explanation of the Chinese yeah. out of the way. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit more about the Navy Club? What is what does it do? What are some of the some of the things that you guys do and, and, and help out with uh, with the community? That's sort of changing. Okay. Uh, the club started back in the '30s, I think '38. Um, wow. And uh, it was originally designed to sort of consolidate 
other veteran groups that were starting. Apparently, in the 30s and early 40s, there were veteran groups that could pop up almost like in every town. There might be just a local group. And so uh, Navy Club formed to try and bring a lot of those groups together nationally to give them a little more clout, a little more power, um, maybe some lobbying uh, power, that kind of thing, what have you, but to really focus on what they called the afloat services. So it's Navy, Marine Corps, and Coast Guard. Uh, apparently, we're pretty friendly with merchant Marines if they want to get into. Uh, Army and Air Force have to be associate members, so sorry, no votes. Wah, wah. <laughs> so that was the original intent. One of its early purposes also was to really promote Navy Day, October 13th, and make that a big, a big celebration. So I don't really know much of the history from the 30s up to, to recently, but I know the numbers grew to be pretty decent in size. But now today where we stand, we're only about 2,000 members nationally. Wow. Uh, we've got uh, chapters in uh, about a half dozen or, or eight states or something like that, which we call squadrons. And then here locally in Indiana, we've got six ships or chapters. So, so nationally, you say, what do we do? The, the big thing that nationally we, we put on is a uh, pretty good big deal fancy luncheon in Washington DC every year with all of the major Navy Marine brass for presenting the recruiter of the year award so they take nominations throughout the year and then present this uh, pretty big deal pretty prestigious award to recruiters Navy Marine recruiters around the country and then uh, so they'll do that and then the other thing is that we present the military excellence award to the top graduate of each class at Great Lakes boot camp so when those guys uh, go through their graduation, we present them with a gold watch and a Navy Club a challenge coin. Wow. Did, uh, didn't Indianapolis have the recruiter of the year? Uh, wasn't he from Indy? Could have been. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the recruiter of the year last year was, was actually was from an Indianapolis Indy. resident. Well, yeah. shame on me. I'll have to look into yeah. that. I should yeah. know that. So, so that's, that's nationally uh, what they do. There is a conference every year. They get together and, and do it. Like so many of the other veterans groups were really aging mm -hmm. so most of the vets in our group are vietnam era that kind of thing uh, we're really trying to make that shift like so many veteran groups right. are right to draw the younger guys in uh maybe we'll get to a couple of things we've been trying to do lately but um so so they'll meet nationally uh, and do that once a year and then uh, there's a at the state level then there's a squadron uh, ron wilson is our state commander uh, he's out of the hamilton county ship ship 29 so he leads us from the state perspective. And the state doesn't do a whole lot. It really just provides some, some oversight and some management to the ships. And then most of the activity takes place at the ship level. And that's, I'm here in the Indianapolis area. I'm the commander for ship 35, the USS Indianapolis. What kind of activity do you guys do? So, when I joined, we just had a meeting once a month. <laughs> we would meet. Yeah, we don't do we that. Hang out. <laughs> running up hills and stuff. No, that's true. We're, We're Navy, man. With rucksacks on our back yeah, and no. all that stuff. No, not, not happening. I see pictures of you guys with zodiacs on your head. Isn't that everybody? Isn't that all of you guys? No, no. And and we do have Marine members, and there's a lot of the okay. Marines. In fact, uh, uh, Andy Janovich, who you yeah. guys had last week, he's a member. Okay. So, so we do have some pretty gung-ho uh, Marines in, in there too. But so, so we would just, we were meeting for a while. And so I came in and, and one of the things they asked, I was the youngest guy that was coming to meetings. They said, hey, can you help get some life in here? So we've tried a few things. Last year, we sponsored a softball team out at one of the sports complexes uh, here in town. And that worked out pretty well. We brought in about 15 new, all veterans, an all veteran team, brought in about 15 new members for the club and fielded a team and had a good time. This year it kind of fizzled a little bit, so we're hoping maybe to get that going again uh, in the future, because that seemed to us, it seemed there was a lot of interest. Uh, in fact, I think it might be something neat to try and do almost our own league, maybe to find a way to get a, yeah. a veteran softball league. 
going. So. Could, you, could you imagine <laughs> Army versus Navy softball edition? <laughs> <laughs> you see the draw, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I yeah. could think. I would think. You know, people. Man, yeah, I, I could just see that, you know, us getting. You guys it. might win, but we'll be drunk. Well, <laughs> the Marines, too. I, mean, <laughs> I could just see us giving each other the business, and then somebody from the stands yells something, and it's just a bench clear. <laughs> yeah, we're, in this, yeah. we're all in the stands, just an all out brawl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, teams Both versus the spectators. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Who knows? Not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> We'll think of something else. Hey, uh, interesting. I was just reading the site, and uh, so the so the Navy Club started with uh, Pearl Harbor. It was about eight guys, I guess that um, that that did that, and then um, and I think they actually well, existed Navy, before. The Navy, yeah, it was thirty-eight. Yeah, but 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 nineteen fifty-five was when it became kind of a big deal. That and, makes sense. You know, uh, after they presented a plaque um, for for Pearl Harbor, but. Um, we were the first national service organization chartered by an act of Congress to exclusively represent waterborne services. Yeah. Uh, and then the interesting thing is, is I, I didn't even realize this was, um, it's to voice opinions and objectives to our Congress with regards to their philosophies and actions on military personnel policy, compensations, retirement formulas. Um, so, and the, there's a NCUSA member of the Secretary of the Navy's Navy Marine Corps Council, uh, which is pretty cool. And then, of course, uh, like you said, you know, continuous assistance for Navy recruitment. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and to think that no one's heard of us. So no, even, even so, within the Navy. No. So, so what happened, Navy Club, with those with those blue camouflage things? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't anybody voicing their opinion? That's a great question. Yeah. And, and I, I feel bad for the first guy that went overboard with those on. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good luck finding him. Yeah. 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 Bad design. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so um, uh, also want to mention that now what we've started to add is a social component. So one of the, the tenets of the organization is to provide camaraderie for Navy and Marine and so forth. So now we have our business meeting. We still do that once a month on the first Tuesday of every month. Our ship meets at the Fort Harrison Veterans Center. And then uh, we do a social event on the third uh, week of each month. So we get together somewhere around the city. And that one we move. We try to make that as convenient as we can for people. So we move that around the city. Uh, we've done bowling. We've done trivia. In fact, we've been pretty good at trivia. So maybe we'll have to get an Army-Navy competition going there on trivia night. But we've done pretty well. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing you guys can whip up on. <laughs> Probably. Uh, there are a lot of West Point grads here in town. We'd have to pull out all of them, I think, <laughs> to, uh, to take on some of your lower-ranking guys. Well, uh, you know, sometimes that's all there is to do at sea. <laughs> yeah. Just read, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> look up I, weird facts. I used to be in in the mechanic field in the army. We I got really good at spades. Yeah. <laughs> so I, maybe same way. Yeah. 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 Who? Yeah. All U the euchre and spades, right? <laughs> yeah. Still can't do euchre. I'm, it's a Midwest thing. I'm a I'm a transplant. <laughs> um, how? So how did you? You said that you were walking around. Was it DFAS? You saw the Navy Club? No. At the Veterans Center. At the Veterans Center. Fort Harrison Veterans Center. Yeah. And, and you just kind of stumbled into. Yeah. How, how does somebody get into the Navy Club now? Well, we made it a lot easier. Okay. So we know. So you that don't have to stumble into it. No. Okay. No. In fact, you've almost got to avoid us. We're trying to get it that, that, that obvious, that ubiquitous out there. But so, um, uh, first of all, we, we really ramped up our Facebook presence. So if anybody just goes on Facebook and Googles or, or Facebook searches uh, Navy Club Indianapolis, we should come up. 
and we have stuff on there almost every day. We've got something. And we really try to make it useful information. So sometimes it's just something interesting about the Navy or the Marines. Sometimes it's something like we're talking about the VA, about you know ways to get in touch with the VA, that kind of thing. Uh, but we try to put something on there that keeps your interest so you're checking in all the time. And then we also are very fortunate, one of our newer members works uh, for the state in their IT area, and he's got a lot of great web skills. So he just built a brand new website for us. Cool. So Navy Club Ship 35, the numbers three and five, NavyClubShip35.org is our website. And we've got a lot of stuff on there. We're just talking, we're gonna have links on there to the, what you guys are doing here and to other things around the city. So we're really trying to make that a central hub for a lot of information. Uh, we've got some swag on there too. Anybody's oh, nice. Looking to wear that USS Indianapolis stuff. Man, and you guys are promoting Veteran Cast <laughs> everywhere too. So you see it on there, How right? How cool is that? Yeah, we've got it right on there. So, That's yeah. So we're those are the two biggies. We're trying to get it out there, but just being present, just getting out. We've been to the mayor's picnic uh, the last uh, at least one year, maybe two. June ninth. We're, we're coming, coming up, up on the next one. Yeah. So that was great. We picked up several members there and got to meet a lot of great people there. Yeah. So that was we really appreciate being part of that. Um, so that's really been a big part, is just getting around and meeting people, uh, getting to know you at, at different events, uh, you know, like we did the wreath laying mm -hmm. down at the Indianapolis Memorial. It was, we were really honored to be a part of that and, and to get out there. Uh, happened to run into Mike Cook, who you guys yeah. already had in here with Team RWB. He's great, he's on my executive board now. So he's been a big, big help with getting things going. And we've done a lot of joint events between the two groups. Uh, Andy Janovich, like yep. I mentioned, he's been, uh, he's on the, the board with me now. and. So he's been a big help with Marines for Life. So, and the Marines in general, we've done some things with their uh, Marine Corps League. So just trying to find ways to get connected and get in there and get our name out. That's awesome. You know, this, I can't say enough about, you mentioned the USS Indianapolis and all the stuff that's going on local. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was just out at the track for the, the swearing in ceremony and there was senators and, and you know, two-star generals and crew members from the USS Indianapolis. I mean, mm. they, they are they are taking those guys around, and guys and girls, and they're they're so, I, I don't know who they, they brought the captain, they brought a couple other, but but some of the people were just, they, they brought the, you know how you, sometimes you just bring the right people, mm -hmm. and they're just magnetic, and they just brought the right people, and it was so cool to be around them, and, and it's mm -hmm. just cool to see what's going on with the USS Indianapolis. Jill Donnelly, Senator's wife, is the sponsor, she went out in in April uh, and and cracked the the champagne bottle in like four feet of snow, because did you hear yeah. did you hear the story about this thing? No. no. So it was supposed to be in April, and and again I'm telling this secondhand, so I could miss some some stuff. It was supposed to be in April in Wisconsin, and this is right around the time that they got like three feet of snow, like the same weekend. <laughs> they had to bring in two icebreakers through Lake Michigan to break the ice to get it out and they both got stuck. Mm. They couldn't get to break the ice to, to get into this thing, to put it in. Um, and they had to move the, the ceremony indoors. They move the ceremony indoors. Jill goes out, smashes the bottle, goes back indoors. Everybody gets snowed in for another two, three days. Mm. <laughs> they all get stuck in Wisconsin. Wow. It, was, it was the absolute <laughs> toughest day for those guys that put that thing on. Wow. And they just kind of, I mean, it, it is such a cool event to, to have the USS Indianapolis being done this time of year and being yeah. able to see it going on. And I'm, this is where I'm learning about keelings and christenings and, and all mm -hmm. the different things are going on. Uh, so it's pretty cool. And, yeah. and the, the crew, I don't know how, you were just saying a pre-commissioning? Pre-communit, pre-commissioning. Pre-communit. So all those, all those guys, mm -hmm. it seems like they're all getting rotations to come out here to Indiana to, to party for a weekend. Because mm -hmm. they, they, we see them just like every month. Neat. So it's pretty cool That's to see some is. of those guys. Yeah, it's pretty neat to have it built that close. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about anybody else. I didn't know they built them in Wisconsin. Yeah, so I, that was pretty neat to find out it was being 
built that close and, and the and indiana the indiana is yep. being built as well right yep. now so it's it's pretty cool yeah, yeah. and it was neat too that you know, they just found the the indianapolis that sank in right. world war ii right so it's kind of neat to have that chapter sort of closed as yeah. well before this new ship gets launched out there yeah, absolutely. yeah, a lot of history. If you don't, if if you don't know about the old U.S., the last USS Indianapolis, you need to go out and check it out because it is a significant piece of, of history. Yeah. yeah, and if if you can, the guys, the survivors, mm-hmm. um, wrote their own book, and uh, the movie's not good. <laughs> the Nicolas Cage <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. It went straight no. to but, straight but, to HBO. No. Yeah, but the but, but they the did book a movie about incre- the book. Yeah, yeah, the book is incredible. Oh, they did a yeah. movie about yeah, the book. They, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, and and so and I think and I think it's like on Netflix or something. I think yeah, and the proceeds from it. the book too go back to those guys mm-hmm. too. So and they come back um, every year. Yep. Yeah, they yeah. come back. We were here really privileged. Last year, I had written to the woman who was was putting it together last year, and I just said, "Hey, if I drop off, I didn't even think." You know, I could attend. I said, if I drop off some challenge coins, yeah. could you pass them out? And she said, Oh no, they want to, they want to hand it to them. You, they, yeah. So they invited us out to the luncheon. So I went out there with one of our members and got to meet you know, the guys that made it back and, and present coins and nice. neat group of guys, just amazing stories. And, yeah. and, uh, just really amazing what they went through. But yeah, yes. there's, there's yeah. a movie version of the book now. And I so said the I, author was there. That was I the, think the first time I met them, uh, was probably, it had to be when I first moved to Indy, probably over a decade ago and they were hawking books like in circle city mall i think mm. or something trying to raise money to get the script written and mm. everything for the for the movie and stuff and, and i was just blown away all these i mean these guys are up there in age you know yeah. and they're all yeah. working their butts off trying to trying I, to sell books and get that money together i was I, I was went, impressed. I went two years ago to the to the dinner, and I, I mm-hmm. couldn't go to the dinner, but I went and saw saw them all. And you know, you, you say I'm from this office, and you shake all the hands you can. And I shook one guy's hand. And I said, hey, you know, were you are you one of the survivors? And he said, well, well yeah. And here, meet my wife. And he's this guy from from uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. I cannot remember his name, but he fell out of a deer stand the week before, and now he's he's pushing his wife, who's wheelchair bound, mm-hmm. around the hotel. <laughs> I mean, that's they don't breed them like that anymore. No. That's a, that guy chews yeah. nails for breakfast. Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's tough. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I think yeah. there's only like seven or nine of them of them left. That sounds something about like right. that. I mean, if you, if you get a chance to, yeah. to meet them, it's it's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. And the the memorials are amazing too. My mm-hmm. my dad before he passed, he came up with my mom and visited the memorial and stuff. He he loved it. It was the first time I had seen it. Um, so it's really beautiful. And it'd be neat to get more people to come out to that wreath laying because I think they do that every year. Do they do it every year? I think they do. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And they try to time it when the guys are here for the reunion, mm-hmm. uh, but I know last year it didn't work out because it was like off by a week or something. But we should see if we can mm-hmm. get some of those guys on the show. They're, they're from all over, though. Yeah, I know. But when they come into town or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy that spoke at the last one, he was an admiral, but he'd gone to Purdue and had local ties. And said admiral? So. No. I don't remember his name. The interesting fact, though, Ad- Admiral Buck came out um, two years ago on a recruiting stint for the for the Navy mm-hmm. as a. Uh, and I, again, I'm an Army guy, so forgive me for the. You know, as he as came out as a one star, and then he just came back out for the for the Chris for the uh, USS Indianapolis um, crest unveiling, and uh, now he's a two star mm-hmm. in charge of, PACOM or PACFleet. Pacific Fleet, yeah, where the USS Indianapolis is going to go to. Oh wow! And he he grew up here. His dad did the the Norton bomb site here mm. in town back in uh, World War Two. Huh. 
So he's a, he's not an Indianapolis native, but he's he's a friend. Sometimes got roots. Yeah. yeah. Um, with Navy Club, um, mm-hmm. how much is it going to cost me and Adam to join? <laughs> Sam recruit Adam. <laughs> so so I know <laughs> you, you mean you. You're paying for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how much for both of them? <laughs> so I, I'd like to see if we couldn't look at doing something different with with these yeah. fees. I know there are other groups out there that have no fees, and I I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be a stumbling block. But right now we do still charge thirty bucks a year. To ask people to join, so it's not, not much. Bad, but yeah. Yeah. I and spent that at lunch. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, right, right. And you mentioned it before. Yeah. Don't you, don't tell my wife. No. <laughs> what he's not saying is he didn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> but a bunch. <laughs> but you were mentioning how to get in. Um, the easiest way now is through that website. We yeah. Now on our for, on the website, there's a membership form you can fill out online, and then it takes you straight to a. Uh, it's like a PayPal or a version of PayPal. You guys are like ahead of the national. Yeah, actually, the national we, has a been download them, a PDF, right? <laughs> and your local one has, "Hey, take my money now." Yeah, it, yeah. That's awesome. So Drew Davis is our webmaster. He's done a yeah. great job. Awesome. And uh, and for everybody listening, uh, do the URL one more time. Yeah, it's Navy Club Ship Three Five. The number's three five. Dot org. Awesome. Navy Club Ship. And then uh, on Facebook, of course, look up. Just uh, search Navy Club Indianapolis. Yep. Yeah. And and if you're if you're not right here in Indy, uh, there are clubs in Noblesville, Lafayette, Fort Wayne, New Haven, and Jasper. Uh, so if you're maybe up on the north side, there you got your choice between our club or the Hamilton County Ship Twenty Nine Club. They meet at Ginger's Cafe, so they meet for dinner. We yeah. we just meet for an hour and get out of there. Uh, but those guys meet for an hour, and they're they're actually a bigger group. They're probably they probably get about a dozen. Or so we usually get about eight or nine, um, and they they actually have some neat connections. There's a, um, a model in the restaurant there that somebody donated. Now I'm going to draw like I want to say it's the Arizona or the Missouri. I don't remember which one they did, but one of the vets from the ship who built it was still a member of their club. And oh wow! So that was neat to go up there and have him kind of talk you through the model and tell you some of yeah. the stories. And, so, yeah. You got to get uh, the governor. He's he's a uh, I don't know if we call him honorary member. When he uh, when he okay. got into the office, we wrote and said, "Hey, can we get him in?" And, and the answer I got back was, "He'd be willing to let you say he's a member, but <laughs> but we're not paying dues or we're not filling out a form." <laughs> so I guess we'll say he's a member. I'm guessing there's something political there too about whenever you put money in anything. I, right? I, you know, you could elect me king, and I'd still say I'm I was a vet. Yeah, I, you know, just yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a part of me. It's a part of him. It's, yeah. it's a part of it. So yeah, so. Well, this is fantastic. He's, if he's listening, we'd love to have him come to a meeting. When and, and speaking of that, <laughs> when to. is your next meeting? First Tuesday of every month. Okay, first so Tuesday of every month. coming up in June. First Tuesday, 6.30 at Fort Harrison. All right, so you're speeding me up on producing this and getting this out there. <laughs> Blaine would love that. You would, no. yeah. 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 Do you have any other events coming up? Any big things happening? Actually, the, the one that, that I'm really excited about is we've done a few small things with HVAF. Mm-hmm. And I think, have you had HVAF on? No. No, you, you need to get yeah. uh, somebody from HVAF on here. They're, we get Brian Copes on. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, he okay. is. So we've done some real small things. What, what does that stand for? Uh, Hoosier Veteran Assistance Foundation. They're just right up the street. I'm pulling on my sleeves. We're going we're gonna to go. <laughs> you don't know what HVAF stands for? There's somebody. Come on, we're uh, military. He's, he's saying it for the acronyms. people that listen. That are oh, listening. I see. It's a marketing ploy. No, no, no. Ah, no it's just making sure that everybody listening that's knows what it stands for. Okay. That's a good point. So <laughs> thanks. Thanks. See, I got your back. Marine got my back. Yeah, yeah. So they're just up the road from you, but they have uh, facilities around the city, and they provide housing and and uh, resources for homeless veterans uh, around the city. 
fantastic organization. So historically, we, one of our members has had a passion for that. And so he's just done small stuff. Like he'll go sit in front of the commissary on a Sunday and collect food donations or cash or whatever, something like that. And so that's kind of where I first heard about it. So last year we did a, and we're gonna do it again this year. So I guess I'll throw a plug out there for December. We're gonna do another cookie decorating. So out at the Veterans Center, we just have families, veterans, and people that want to support vets. See, that's what I'm talking about. Cookie decorating. You guys go and run your marathons. <laughs> we're gonna stay back and decorate some cookies. <laughs> See, I finally found something I can do. <laughs> wow, so much to say here. I'm just gonna. So tell me about the new so, organization. So, right. So, so at this cookie decorating, we the point was to make the cookies for HVAF. So we make the cookies. We take them down to HVAF present them to the guys in the lobby and everybody loved it and the hf people loved it which was great and so then they said well do you want a tour so they showed us around the building and if you ever get a chance go check it out well they have a clothing mm -hmm. closet there whatever you want to call it clothing, you know, bank. clothing yeah. bank and as we were talking to them I, I don't even know if i asked it somebody asked well, what do you need most what 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 are you short on and they get a fair amount of clothing donations but what they don't get is underwear they just, they can't, obviously, who would, right? Want to accept right. dirty underwear, so they can't accept it. So it's got to be clean. And people just don't think to donate clean, unused underwear. And, boy, then you start looking into it and the, the health issues that can come out just of not having clean underwear. I mean, we think about homeless people and they're wearing clothes they haven't washed in who knows how long. But if they're going around commando, so does, right, to steal that yeah, term, yeah. It, there's all kinds of additional issues that can come from that. So that, something about that just resonated with me. I thought, man, that seems like an easy fix. So I'm working with uh, Emmy... Hildebrand. Hildebrand, okay. I yeah. Thought that was, yeah, so Emmy and I have kind of teamed up, and the numbers of, of vets who come through there and the amount of underwear they need is really not a crazy number. If we could get somewhere in the neighborhood of a 1,000 pair a month, that would pretty much cover the need. That would be able to provide pretty much everybody that came in with a pair just about one, every week or every other week. So really the numbers didn't seem that high to me. So I thought, you know what, we're a little tiny club. That might be something we could do. So I've been putting the feelers out through LinkedIn and through other connections I've got and stuff. And so far, the, the response has been good. My first thought, well, she said they want boxers. They, she said most of the vets that come through are males and almost all of them just want boxers. So my first thought was, well, let's tie it in with boxing. So I've reached out to Golden Gloves and to 9-11 Slugfest, which hold their major events on opposite ends of the year, which is perfect. Now, I haven't heard back from Golden Gloves, so if they're listening, I'd love to hear back. But um, uh, out at... Uh, 9-11 Slugfest, Angie Turley has been my contact there and she's all on board. So what we're looking at is some kind of a tie-in where during the promotions for 9-11 Slugfest, which I don't know if you're familiar with this, it's a boxing tournament between firefighters and policemen and they'll be coming up in November. And so they're gonna encourage people to bring boxers that they can drop off at the gate. They might give them like a discounted entry or something to make it worth their while. <clears throat> so that would give us two big events on either side of the year. Then we're uh, starting to work with and get in touch with a lot of the local boxing clubs to see if we can put a collection box in their lobby and just let their boxers bring boxers for our vets. But I'm most excited, I just heard back from Walmart, and while they're a little reluctant on what they want to donate, although they could easily meet the entire need, I think, uh, they are going to probably let us put some boxes and signage up. So we're hoping you'll see in the local Walmart super centers signs on the boxer displays that say, help a vet. You know, donate a pair of boxers, pick up an extra pair when you buy a pair, or whatever, and then drop them off in a box up front. So we're hoping that that'll be that'll be nice. a, a big source. So that's what we're doing right now. Again, it's it's just it's a matter of coordination. So we don't need a lot of people. We just need some help. Uh, but it's the ball's rolling, and we're pretty excited to be able to do that. I tell you what, being being from Azmuth, we have a an event this summer and on August 25th. Not to steal any thunder, but 
August 25th, we have a Red, White, and Brew Fest out. We were at, there last year. Yep, yeah, yeah. at, uh, at uh, Legion Mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's associated with it. It has a resource fair uh, attached to it. So veterans can come, families can come and find resources. I tell you what, this year, uh, we'd be willing, and this is just something I'm writing a note, uh, but we'd be willing to do a $5 off a walk-up walk admission if somebody walked up with a pair. That's of, awesome. With, with a pack or a pair of, of underwear for vets. Great. So if you have a, a, a we'll box, a box or a bucket you. or something like that, yep. uh, and then once they dump it in, we'll get for, off of the, the walk-up admission. Walk-up admission for, for day of is uh, $50 for VIP. Uh, VIP gets you in an hour early. Now they got to be new students. <clears throat> That's right. In the bag. Please. Please, yes. Please. Please, new, new skivvies, please. Uh, but the walk-up walk up of usual uh, is $15 uh, for a general admission. Uh, we will knock that down to 10 with a, uh, a pack of boxers. That's awesome. Uh, actually, a pack of any underwear. It, yeah, it goes, they'll take we'll, it. Take, we'll take whatever, and, and whatever women, it is. They do need some female underwear. It's just not as much. Right. So, uh, And if you want to buy a VIP, VIPs will get in an hour early and get to see all the, the breweries with a smaller crowd. Uh, again, another $5 off that, that ticket as well. So we'll make That's that awesome. happen for you guys. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Sure. We'll, we'll get that on our website too. Make cool. sure we get that out there. But yeah, we participated last year and enjoyed it. We're planning to be back. Awesome. All right. I just donated and joined the membership. That's All how right. easy it was on, on online. So wow. There you go. Big time. And you got them both, right? You were going to pay for his? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I don't have a computer in front of me, so, you know. <laughs> That's well, my excuse. Jeff, can, so can you... Is, you, you kind of went into this, my next question, uh, already uh, with an, an impactful story. Uh, and it's, it's one that, again, I would never have thought of, and it kind of touched me as well. Uh, but do you have, can you pull out another impactful story of, of what uh, the Navy Club has done for you, what, what, what you've done with the Navy Club, uh, anything else that you can think of? Doug, can you think of any <laughs> <laughs> stories with the Navy Club other than how fast and easy it was for you to sign up <laughs> that, that you can come up with off the top of your head? We can cut that question. <laughs> <laughs> I, my time is actually pretty limited in the club so far. I mean, I'm just finishing about a year and a half. Uh, I guess two really officially. But um, So there hasn't been a lot of opportunity. Like I say, we're really just kind of reinventing ourselves a little bit right now. Um, but you know, another one did just come to mind. Last year, this is something we'd like to do more of too. So this, I'm glad you asked it and it came to me. Last year, we had a member who was um, suffering from a number of different service-connected issues, um, some physical, some mental, and they needed some help around the house. And again, we're a small club. We didn't have a lot of resources, but I had already met Mike Cook, our team RWB by that point. So we agreed to do a, a combined event so we went out and we spent an entire day and helped to re-landscape all around their house, uh, put in the garden, planted a bunch of stuff, pulled a bunch of stuff, stuff that they just weren't able to do on their own. Uh, and that was pretty neat. That was really that's something awesome. a lot of people got a lot of great stuff out of. And I know there's other groups that do that too, so we kind of thought maybe that's not going to be our niche, but it was just neat to, to be able to do that and to help another vet like that. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, well, uh, everybody listening, we will have – all of the links that Jeff provided uh, on the show notes on the site. So uh, be sure to go to veterancast. Uh, veterancast.com. Do I did I forget my own? We're gonna cut that out. I'll cut that. Out. Yeah. <laughs> veterancast.com. 
and uh, and you'll see all those notes. And then I keep asking this for everybody too. Everybody listening, please go to veterans.media. Uh, that's kind of a parent thing where I'm getting a 501c3 together. But basically what we're trying to do is get a mailing list uh, for like when we have the new tech, the next tech warriors and everything. And we want to be able to alert all of you guys. And then uh, and then we, we do want to share that list too with all of these organizations um, so that they can increase membership and, and, uh, and uh, engagement with everybody that they're working with. So uh, with that. Hey, Doug, where can I get find this, uh, this podcast or more, more like it? Uh, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, uh, all of the, if you just, you know, if you search for Veteran Cash, you'll find a bunch of different places that you can download it. If anybody's not used to listening to podcasts, I'd encourage them on, on Apple, if you're on an iPhone or whatever, uh, iTunes, if you're on an Android device, Google Play, um, and it's nice and easy. You'll be alerted every time there's a new episode and you can listen to it. If you get a chance, if you're, if you're a little bit sophisticated is also, um, please subscribe and leave a review for us as well. And of course, if you know somebody that should be on the show, like HVAF, Mm -hmm. uh, nice. um, You remember that? I did remember that. Yeah. Um, um, definitely get uh, go to veterancast.com and contact us and, and we'll set that up. So thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Well, thanks for having me. I yeah, really appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. And you guys yeah. are doing a great job. I've had a chance to listen to a number of the podcasts, and I've learned a lot more than I already knew, and, and uh, Good it's deal. fantastic the things you're getting out there. When the story that you told about, you know, not even understanding about what the uh, availability of uh, veteran-related resources there was, that's, that's, that's why we started it. it was, you know, me, Matt, and Blaine all sitting there saying we've got to make this happen. So thank you. Thanks, guys. Please visit VeteranCast.com for additional information. Subscribe to our podcast, and we'd also appreciate a review. God bless you, and God bless America. America.